Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for downloading this week's podcast. We are joined uh, by Damien Green, uh, Nick Dubois, who's talking about a, a transition extension as a leading Brexiter, John Byrne Murdoch, who's putting all the visual data on that fantastic FT free-to-view web page, uh, also joins us and talks about the process of putting everything back together. Uh, Jonathan Liss is also on the show. And Jack Dickens uh, from Reaction tells us why the UK and Germany have got different sets of numbers and how they're handling the crisis in a different way all that to come in this podcast talk radio alexis conran on talk radio with the times and the sunday times know your times i'm joined uh from her home uh by former labor mp uh, gloria de piero and i'm delighted to say we're also joined on the line by damien green former secretary of state and minister for the cabinet office and conservative mp for ashford uh welcome to the show uh mr green good morning uh, pleasure to have you on. Uh, I uh, just wanted to ask you your thoughts. Uh, Matt Hancock has just been uh, speaking to Andrew Marr saying that if people are uh, being seen to flout the, uh, the, the rules of going outside, i.e. only for exercise, uh, getting food or medical emergencies, the government is prepared to go further uh, with the lockdown and have a stricter lockdown. Uh, would you be in support of a stricter lockdown? Well, if we need it, yeah, I think what, what Matt said was very sensible, which was uh, if, if people, as the vast majority are, behave sensibly, you know, fine, you can go out to a park, but, but keep walking, keep your distance from people, observe what are fairly simple rules, that's fine. If people insist, and you know, only a small minority are, but some are, on sort of sitting down, having barbecues, congregating in large groups, then we know that's what spreads the virus. That puts more pressure on the NHS. And to put it as starkly as possible, that means more people will die. It is incredibly stupid and selfish behaviour, and people shouldn't be doing it. Clearly, the government doesn't want to enforce even bigger uh, lockdown than we have now, but, but they may have to if, if you know, a small minority continues to behave like that. What do you make of the declining approval rating of the government's handling of the coronavirus crisis? You've gone down from a, a net positive uh, of, of 42 down to 23, so it's almost halved. Uh, and I refer specifically to, for example, uh, Matt Hancock upon his return 
uh, after his self-isolation, um, gave a, a, a very confident, very assured press conference uh, and his daily briefing saying we're going to do 100,000 tests per day by the end of the month. This is in 25 days. Um, less than 24 hours after he said that, uh, there are laboratories all over uh, the UK and other medical experts saying that is just not going to be achievable in the amount of time. This morning again, uh, Matt Hancock has been t- talking about how we, it used to be 30,000 ventilators that we needed. Now with a lockdown, maybe we can bring that down to 18,000, but we've only got 10,000 ventilators with 1,500 more to come, so we're still short. He talks about 400 million items of PPE being sent out all over the country. We are still seeing uh, doctors and nurses uh, not having the right equipment. It seems that we are being given big numbers, uh, being told we're ramping things up, but not much is moving. Do you think perhaps the government should try a different tack and say, look, this is where we're at now, this is where we'd like to be, but we have difficulties, rather than try and bombard us with these big, impressive numbers and then have to do a sort of a a small U-turn later down the road? Well, I, I, I don't think that's what's happening. I think, I mean, to, to answer your original question, I think the um, the sort of daily approval ratings of, of the government are almost the least important thing uh, when we're facing a, a global crisis like this. Um, I think what people want to hear uh, is that the government has got a plan. I think, uh, as you, you talk about Matt Hancock's press conference, that was a point where he, he was very clear about what the plan is. And it's about ramping up testing. And indeed, um, we're doing what roughly about 10,000 tests a day now. Uh, the government's plan is to be able to do 100,000 tests a day by the end of the month. Um, yes, that's ambitious, but it's 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 necessary. And you know, I'm I'm told you know, they are uh, they they have a, a strategy for doing that. Um, even if we don't get any of the the antibody tests that. Uh, are coming that haven't yet arrived that will tell people whether they've they've had the disease or not, which is clearly uh, one of the crucial elements that will help. But but I'm told that even without that, we should be able to hit the hundred thousand tests a day. Talk radio. Alexis Conran on Talk Radio with the Times and the Sunday Times. Know your Times. I am delighted to say that this is the part of the show where I changed my name to Alexis de Conran because I am joined not only by Gloria de Piero, but Nick Dubois, a former Conservative MP for Enfield North and author of Confessions of a Recovering MP. You have been a supporter of Brexit all along, but you've broken ranks now saying that we should extend the transition period. Well, uh, thank you for that rather um, wonderful summary of me, which I had one slight... Um, <laughs> slight inaccuracy in it and that only inaccuracy is that um, uh, the implication that I might not be fully behind Brexit you see which of course I am what I'm really highlighting is that uh, in these unprecedented times uh, the opinion piece that I put in the Sunday Times essentially sets out why I think a a Brexit extension on the trade talks and here's the heresy on extending the transition period would be a sensible thing to sort out now and agree with the EU. And first of all, I'm saying, look, it takes two to tango. I don't think the EU, judging by the difficulties that they are facing, uh, many, uh, many of their member states are facing, are necessarily going to be able to uh, live up to their bargain and maintain the talks at the pace they need. Look, Alexis, remember, it was only last week 
that they should have really been meeting uh, 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 to to actually check on progress. In June, we were meant to have the fisheries um, policies all sorted out as part of the trade talks. It'd be very unlikely there'll even be a meeting. And of course, Boris Johnson's strength in pushing talks through is very much on his personal charisma, the personal charm he has, as we saw that worked when he met with Leo Varadkar to discuss the withdrawal agreement and then with leaders. So it's just from a timetable point of view, um, getting to those talks is going to be difficult. These talks are not just a half a dozen people sitting around the table. They involve a huge number of people, it, lots of different technical talks on different subjects, all happening at the same time. And the second point is the public will struggle to understand uh, how the government could really be focused on anything else but coronavirus. It, they clearly are putting all the resources of government behind it to help us through this difficult national crisis. A lot has been made over the last few weeks about the differences uh, many countries have, uh, how they have dealt with the coronavirus crisis. Uh, Gloria was making the point earlier uh, to Damien Green how uh, Sweden, for example, are not even in lockdown. And uh, perhaps, um, perhaps that's the way to go. We don't know. We don't know uh, until this whole uh, affair is going to be over and we get to, to look back. And now I'm delighted to say that Jack Dickens, reporter at Reaction, joins us on the show. Uh, Jack, welcome to the show. Hello, Alexis and Gloria. Thanks for having me. Hi. Um, Jack, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Germany versus the UK? Um, we Last week on the show, we did talk and touch a little bit about the fact that Germany has a different system to the UK when it comes to health and education, for example, the, the lender, as they're called, the, the areas of Germany are much more autonomous. Uh, fewer things are centralised, like, uh, for example, in the UK, we've got Public Health England, which controls everything. Um, talk us a little bit more about the differences and why is it such a stark difference uh, in Germany? So really, uh, if you want to explain this properly, you could go back German unification in 1871, or you go to reunification. The fact of the matter is Germany is quite a different country in terms of how its institutions work. It is a federal state. That means essentially that there are many different states uh, which have one federal government, but the different states have their own state governments too. And they have competency over certain areas, and health policy is one of them. And what that means is in Germany, instead of having one public health authority or a number, as we do, we have Public Health England, and we also have the health authorities in the devolved, uh, in the context of the devolved assemblies. They have over 400 different health uh, authorities, effectively. And, uh, and so this has influenced the way in which they have responded to the outbreak as well. Talk Radio. Alexis Conran on Talk Radio with The Times and The Sunday Times. Know your times. Jonathan Liss also joins us on the line, a uh, friend of the show and Deputy Director of British Influence. Uh, Jonathan, now uh, you uh, wrote a piece uh, yesterday, uh, uh, or it might be in the day before yesterday, apologies if I've got that wrong, but on Prospect magazine. Um, you were talking about the things that uh, Keir Starmer uh, is going to have to look at, things for him to address, uh, and also that he, he I guess, 
some people have said that, oh, Parliament's closed. He's not going to get a chance to, to hit the ground running and get himself out there in the public view. So others are saying that perhaps that is, that is a good thing at the moment. He gets, he gets a little bit more time to get his feet under the desk and, and, and figure out what his moves are going to be. Today, he spoke to Andrew Marr. We were on air when, uh, when he was speaking, so we're not on top of exactly what has happened other than the bits that came out on social media. What is your take on what Keir Starmer needs to do? Well, I think it's really important. I wrote the article just after he won the race, so I kind of so I wrote it with his victory speech in context. Uh, if anyone wants to, to read that piece, but um, I think it's really important what he said about um, constructively engaging with the government but holding it to account at the same time. That's really important. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly that. Uh, that the government has immense challenges and that it won't get everything right. And it's, you know, that for the most part, people are doing their best. They're doing what they think is, is right for the country. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's more important to hold the government to account now than ever. And they have to be rigorous. Um, the coronavirus isn't a, a domestic, isn't an enemy state hoping to exploit domestic division. So, you know, we can, we can attack or challenge the government. Um, without it sort of compromising anything. And we don't need to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. So if, if someone's doing something which seems really strange, such as the herd immunity strategy from a couple of weeks ago, or uh, the, the failure to test, having promised more tests, then we, we can't just sort of politely let it slide because they're doing their best, even though they are doing their best. We do need to ask why there are sort of, you know, 600% more tests being carried out in Germany with a population 25% greater than our own. And these important questions about the difference between the antigen and the antibody tests, about the economy, about the escape, the extra route, about the regulations, the way they're being enforced, they're really important questions for unprecedented times. It's very important that Starmer is seen to be asking them without being seen to capitalise on national misfortune. Thank you for downloading this podcast. A reminder, you can listen to Talk Politics live every Sunday between 10 and 1pm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.